Good evening. I would love to welcome you all to Thirst Stores and Coffee Shops. It is your host and coffee bartender, Miss Ebony. Always, always try my best to serve you up. B.I. pre-treatment of topics here on the podcast. For those of you that are new, I'd love to welcome you. And those of you that are returning, you already know that the door is always open. So today I kind of had a thought come to mind about um, the word disobedience. And I, of course, have already covered um, on the podcast one of this, a topic similar to it. But um, I think um, that God wanted me to cover it in a different light this time. Um, I think it's where I covered obedience over everything and that was actually one of the podcast segments that I did talk about it and um mostly obedience and what that looks like how it could come off as a good thing when you do obey and God honors that and um I just think that it's a time and place where we all have to walk in it um as far as obedience is concerned but don't often talk about, I think, the times where we do things and we're in disobedience. I know we've all grown up with parents or guardians where when we didn't do the right thing or we didn't obey what we were told to do, we either got our butt whooped or we got on severe punishment. And nobody likes to be on punishment for when they do wrong things. You know, it never feels good, but it definitely causes you to think about the next time. And the choices that you make. I have to say you would always do the right thing again. But uh, you don't plan on doing it as soon as you would have. <laughs> you won't. You don't mean rather you don't plan on doing it. Uh, being disobedient again as that soon. You know. I think what creates this even idea of disobedience. Is that the Bible talks about our mind is just hostile. Towards God. Um, it's enmity talks about you know that just our brains just don't automatically want to be obedient let's just be honest and Romans 8 7 covers it and um, I'm going to read it for those of you that may not may or may not know the scripture it says that the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God it does not submit to God's law nor can it do so that's Romans 8 7 um, the New Living Translation says, For the sinful nature is always hostile to God and never did obey God's laws, and it never will. <laughs> so it should just tell you, like, our minds in this physical form, it automatically doesn't want to obey God. Isn't that crazy? Like, in essence, when you, if any of you have children or nieces or nephews or have worked with children, been a teacher, you know that you constantly have to reprimand the children or kind of sometimes tell them, hey, you need to get that together. We can't be doing this right now. You know, you've had to, like, pretty much put a child on punishment because they were disobeying you or you had to spank them because they were out of order. Um, It's beautiful when they try to be obedient because, you you know, they want to please you or they want to do what's right. Um, It's so funny because I do have a dog and I've had her for, I can't believe, almost two years now. I could cry. (laughs) A little puppy, but um, it's so funny when she was little, 
I mean, she's still a puppy, but she's a little bigger puppy, a little big puppy. <laughs> um, she, I would do certain things with her and try to get her to, you know, when I was teaching her how to like get food and um, get treats for me and teaching her how to sit and everything like that. It was just so cute when she would do it because I knew that that's what she wanted. She wanted to be obedient so that she could get everything. And it's just like, it's crazy how you can even train a dog and how a dog will want to do what's right in order to reap the reward. It's just like God created us all with this ability to do what's right as our, in his image, we were all created, right? And, but because of sin and the fall in the beginning, you know, it, it, because of disobedience, we just don't want to do it. You know, we just don't want to. Initially, we just don't want to read our Bible, right? Initially, we just don't want to get up and go to work sometimes. Initially, we just don't want to um, be obedient because we know that we just want to do our own thing. We would just want to be in our own head. We want to be in our own mind. We want to be our own person. We don't want to do what's right. You know, our flesh doesn't. Like the Bible says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So our spirits are always going to want to be connected to God. If it has godly, you know, things within it, if it has godly character within it, if it has, you know, if we've been building on our God character, God-like character, I'd say. Um, but if the more you feed your flesh, the more it's going to want to do its own thing. You know, the more you feed your spirit, the more it's going to want to overtake that flesh and do what's right. If that makes sense. So um, I just wanted to also read... Um, the definition of disobedience. And, you know, we have things like civil disobedience and we have regular disobedience. I'm just read the regular one. Um, and it says here, based off of my Google search, disobedience is a failure or refusal to obey rules or someone in authority. Failure or refusal to obey rules or someone in authority. How many times can you count on your hands? You <laughs> plural, the many times that you had failure to obey someone and the rules that were established, I could think about work how many times I was just irritated and did may or may not have wanted to follow the rules because I just thought they were retarded, you know, <laughs> or just you know, as an adult, sometimes we think certain things we shouldn't have to like succumb to because we're just like, okay, we're adults, either we make the choice to do that or we don't like. We shouldn't be reprimanded for something so simple as this, that, or the third. Sometimes my mind would think that because I'm like, okay, this is really dumb. Like, you know, we're grown, you know, but I think even sometimes adults have that mindset that we're grown, we can do whatever we want to, this is stupid, whatever. But at the same time, you know, sometimes as adults, we overstep our boundaries, even when we do have limitations with a little bit of leeway, right? We sometimes can over, overuse our uh, grace, <laughs> so to speak. And I think that sometimes, you know, as adults, because sometimes we could have like mentalities like teenagers, like, oh, okay, you want to do that. So now we got to take this from you too. You know, I've noticed that on jobs or with other people or even myself, sometimes I'd be just like, okay, so we doing this? like, you know, but at the same time, there's some things that set in place so that we can activate and do what's right and just be productive and focus, you know? Um, but it just makes me think about even the world that we live in and how I don't think people want to actually obey rules and authority. They don't want to obey um, things that are set on place, like even politically, 
People just want to live in this perverse world. They want to do whatever they want to do. They want to sleep with whoever they want to sleep with. They want to just have their way and have their, you know, it's like, I think sometimes we live in Sodom and Gomorrah, like doing whatever we want to do, saying whatever we want to say, living however we want to live. I mean, I'm not saying I am, but, you know, my heart is always to please God, but I'm not perfect. I have things that I always have to kill in my flesh every day, like die to myself, you know, so to speak. But it's like we all like have this ability to do wrong, you know, but our spirit wants to do right. But I think about the world we live in and where, you know, when I go on YouTube or I'm on Instagram, not even looking at anything and stuff pops up on my newsfeed of garbage, just you know, I can't even explain all the stuff that I see sometimes that I'm not even looking for. You don't even have to go look for trouble. You don't even have to go look for crap. It's going to just show up on your newsfeed. You know, it's going to just pop up on the internet when you're not asking for it. It's going to just, you know, our poor children, (laughs) you know, like that's why you really need to monitor things that they watch, you know, on YouTube or these main platforms or just even when they freaking go online. And it's just like, Something could just pop out at them and they didn't even ask for that. They'd be like, mommy, what's this? I'd be like, um, yeah, we're going to shut this down. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if they already have little tablets that are already like, um, you know, I'm sure somebody has already created it, but little tablets that have children's restrictions on it that just only show children's stuff and there's nothing Maybe someone should create a heck, maybe I should, where the children can't have access to anything that's sexual, that's over-sexualized, that's not pure. You know, that's not just children-friendly, clean, neat. You know, I just think, you know, we need more pure flicks type of things for children even because I'm not saying don't let them go on YouTube, but I think there should be a certain age limit where they're able to I think nowadays parents just throw the tablet in front of the kid's face and they just go on whatever and they're just you know they're open to the world and they're exposed but I'm like nah you ain't get on that until a certain age you know I just you know these day and age we just kind of let the tablets and the internet graze our kids and you know I'm not a parent yet but that's not going to be my fame my claim or whatever you want to say it I just can't I'm like I want my children to be raised like I was Take a little bit outside. You come inside. You smell like outside, you know, tether ball in the lawn. Okay. Double Dutch outside, like skippets, nano pets, like whatever I had, cabbage patch dolls, whatever it takes. Like I want my children to have a normal childhood. Not to say they won't be in, in, you know, in tune with technology because they will be there forward moving. Absolutely. You know, I want them to be way ahead of the curve when it comes to that. But I'm just like, our kids are becoming to be dumbed down, you know, when they just, all they always are on their internet, on their phone, or you know, the teenagers, everybody's trying to be the next best influencer and all this, all of that. I'm like, oh God, what about happened to knowledge? What happened to reading books? And, you know, it's just the overwhelming factor of all of this stuff. You know, I just, my Lord, I don't feel like I want to be sitting in here judging anybody and how they raise their kids, but I see it and it's annoying. <laughs> I feel it. And I'm like, what are we doing as a society? Like everything is just out there. I, it's just so like, I don't know. Should I want to call it convoluted? I don't know. This is just one of those, those podcasts where I just felt like God wanted me to speak out on on it. Um, I'm also going to read civil disobedience. I feel led to do that too. So 
According to our research here, civil disobedience is the active professed refusal of a citizen to obey certain laws, demands, orders, or commands of a government. <sighs> By some definitions, civil disobedience has to be nonviolent to be called civil. Hence, civil disobedience is sometimes equated with peaceful protests or nonviolent resistance. So, to me, that sounds like a little bit of something that we've been having going on around here lately. Some civil disobedience, if I'm not, if if I could be frank, <laughs> if I could be frank, um, we had that one uh, definition, but let me read this one from Merriam-Webster. It says, a refusal to obey governmental demands or commands, especially as a nonviolent and not usually collective means of forcing concessions from the government. Both similar uh, definition just were worded a little different. So um, we got we got two different definitions here and two different ways of thinking about disobedience. But in the same light, it's still not obeying rules and regulations, whether put in place by government or put in place by God. You know, God does put it. Um, you know, laws and rules, and I think they're translated. It's also into government or federal or law for us to obey and i think the reason why we have laws and rules is so that we don't self-destruct i think god gave us limitations because he knew without them how much of a mess we would be hence the world we see we live in now i think it's important to have rules and boundaries you know we have to have discipline it's important you know i think you're just not gonna let kids run around and do whatever they want to do they'll hurt themselves. They can't just go and start driving a car at flipping five years old. You know, it's not safe for them. They're not ready. They're not equipped. They're not mature enough. They barely can read. Why on earth would you go and let a child drive a car? You see what I'm saying? There's certain things. We're not mature enough to do certain things. Even in our adult life, that's why we have rules and boundaries. You see that some folks ain't mature enough because they still break the law. I mean, I see people run red lights all the time out here. I've run a yellow one. I don't intentionally run red lights, though. But it's just complete, just adult driving. Just run red lights. We're sitting there for 10 minutes <laughs> for maybe not that long, but two minutes is too long. So you're running the red light. You know, just little stuff like that. There's rules and boundaries for a reason. The state where I live in, like fatalities of car ac car accidents are huge here. And so when people just run red lights, I'm like, this is why people die like this out here from car wrecks, from negligence, and people just not following the rules of the road. If people follow the rules of the road, we wouldn't have these problems. You know, like it's just simple stuff like that. So, you know, if the law tells you not to do something and you still do it, you're not mature enough to even follow that. Like, <laughs> why do you think that? I don't know. I, it's just the simple stuff for me. It's the simple stuff for me. Very simple. Like, this is even checking me. Like, girl, you can't even stop running a red light, let alone follow an order that I'm giving you in the word of God. Like, come on. The Lord help me, Jesus. <laughs> you know? So the having disobedience in our, um, in our mind, like, or just within us, we just have to continue to ask God to strip us of that. And not wanting to actually do those 
like go against his Bible, go against his word, because he wants to bless us when we're obedient. Like, you know, not that I say we're not going to make mistakes. You know, we're going to. We might be disobedient or just, you know, for lack of better words, like subconsciously doing something that we know we shouldn't. You know, you can be critical. You can be judging somebody. You shouldn't be doing that. You may not actively be disobedient, but just the judgment alone, you know, your thoughts could be corrupt. Your thoughts could be impure, you know, and that's disobedience, you know, because God is asking us to have pure you know, thoughts and, you know, think on the things that are true, noble, pure, you know, just and of good report. And if we're constantly having negative thoughts, even about people around us or even our own selves and our circumstances, then I I don't think we're all walking in obedience to that either because we're doing exactly what the opposite of what the word says. You know, if we're speaking negatively about things, even if over our own selves, like James says that blessings and curses can't come out of the same mouth. So. My thing is, we got to start speaking life, got to start speaking health, strength, goodness, that I will be obedient. I will have an obedient lifestyle. I won't be just out here doing whatever I want to do. I won't just be cutting up in the streets or talking trash, you know. I'm not going to let myself go there with this person today. I I, want to shut my mouth. I want to be quiet. The Bible talks about not being quarrelsome. I just as a wife, but just stop. You know, who causes quarrels among you? You know, Paul's talked a lot about different stuff and like, you know, we're getting into it with each other. You know, I see that online too. And I'm like, God tells us in the word not to be having these kind of debates and debacles with one another, even as Christians. And yet and still, we agree to disagree on stuff. That's fine. If we're trying to educate or maybe trying to get somebody to understand us, it's how we connect with each other and it's how we correct one another. I just think it's just been such a mess. Like, I'm not just going to start following somebody because I don't agree with what they're saying. Now, if they're just raunchy and they're ratchet and they're indifferent and I just everything about them is wrong, then I'm not going to follow you anyway. But just because somebody doesn't agree with my stance on something politically or biblically doesn't mean that I'm going to stop following them. We've gotten to that point where we're like, oh, my God, I'm unfollowing you. You are just trash. You are just immature. You are just. Why not use it as an opportunity to just speak life into somebody or pray for them? We got to stop getting offended by everything, too. You know, Jesus wasn't the offended type. He really wasn't. And though we are not him, we are growing to be like him. We just got to stop getting offended by everything. Jesus Christ. You know, I had to catch myself because I'm like, am I really offended by this political stuff? Because everybody's thinking one way and they may not be thinking this way or whatever. Like, why are the believers not thinking this way? Or I think it's something to be addressed. But just because a Christian, another Christian may not agree and I may not agree with the way that they think, I'm just going to pray. Because I'm like, my prayer is that they would agree with what the Bible says. All in all, what does the word of God say? I don't care about you being red or you being blue. What does the word of God say? And what is God doing? If you have a relationship with God, then that's what we should be focused on. Not on this red and not on this blue. Not on pro-choice and not on pro-life. What is Christ saying? (laughs) Okay? Because enough is enough. Ain't nobody got time for all of this. Yes, we fight. Yes, we fight. For our rules and regulations that are going to be biblically based, I be I think that is important for us too. But if it's going to mean we're just, you know, not being, you know, peacemakers and fighting the good fight in justice and in God's way, then we need to just be quiet and not do anything until we feel like we're ready, because we're just going to be getting 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 in arguments and, uh, you know. I just, I don't know. I just pray that God just helps all of us in every different way. 
you know, this segment was about disobedience, but I think it's important for us to just ask God to help us in our hearts concerning like all the things that we're called to do um, for kingdom too, you know, because we want to make sure we're walking in alignment in that area. So, well, this has been another podcast for the 2020 season of December. I hope some prayers that you're doing well and you're walking in the light that God gave you and that your image is reflecting Christ Jesus because we want to be all that God calls us to be and reflect his image. And um, I just pray that everyone is having a blessed week. We are almost approaching the best time of the year. You know, that's Christmas. I love Grimmel. So I'm always excited about this time, usually. Um, but I'm thankful, um, grateful for you guys always listening. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.